Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. Take my words and speak through them. Take our ears and hear through them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you, our Lord and our Redeemer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning. As I read the gospel from Mark and the epistle from Acts, I was struck once again on how the stories of the Bible intertwine. In Mark's gospel, John is described as the chosen one to baptize with water from the river Jordan and to be outspoken, strange-looking, and hailer of the proclamation of the coming of Jesus. While in the epistle from Acts, Paul encounters some of the disciples who described their baptism by John without having knowledge of the Holy Spirit. These disciples who lived and traveled and learned from Jesus became believers, though they had not received the Holy Spirit until Paul baptized them in the name of Jesus, and immediately they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Two two baptisms, two different, yet similar outcomes. And here is Jesus, unique in both the Old and the New Testaments, having his feet planted firmly in both. The early Christian tradition is very interested in interpreting John's work in relation to Jesus, that it observed the fact that John was an outstanding prophet in his own right. John's death did not end the great following that he had, which carried well into the second century. Many thought that John was the Messiah, and some even thought that Jesus was John raised from the dead. John is mentioned more often in the New Testament for all except Jesus, Peter, and Paul. First, due to his intrinsic importance to the Christian movement, and second, because of his elaboration of the events of the Gospels staying in fulfillment toward the prophecy of Jesus. John was a prophet. John's mission of prophecy was preparing the people of Israel for the coming of Christ the King. The writing of the Gospel of Mark is most important for the linking of that vocation of both John and Jesus. God was preparing Israel for the coming judgment where Israel had itself been called into a period of revolution. When John was baptizing at the River Jordan, he was doing so to prepare the people to remove their sins so that they would be able to receive God through the coming of Christ with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, likewise, came to John the Baptist to be baptized along with all who answered John's call. Jesus shared with those he came with the baptism of repentance, the will to turn away from the past and face towards the coming of the Almighty God. But when John baptized Jesus, all heaven and hell broke loose. 
three things happened. First, the heaven opened to reveal the invisible throne of God while the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove. A view to open heaven enabled a prophet to glimpse at God's visions and to grasp God's purpose for mankind. Second, a voice came from heaven. The voice put into powerful words taken from Scripture. Thou art my beloved Son. In being baptized by John, Jesus was baptized by God's Holy Spirit and appointed and anointed to do God's work as God's Son. The echo of the Psalms infers that God was crowning a king on his holy mountain, one who was destined to instruct and rule all the peoples of the earth. And here we are, 2,000 years later, still a part of God's kingdom, still believers, and still disciples of Christ. And third, the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness. Mark closely connects the descent of God's holy power upon Jesus with what might be seen as a struggle. The spirit that anointed Christ as son at that moment immediately drove him into the wilderness. From the first moment, the path of sonship would be lonely and desolate. For it first required Jesus to do battle with Satan, the ruler of darkness. The work of John and Jesus sent them both into the territory of the enemy. But with the aid of the Holy Spirit, Jesus was victorious. And that victory assumed triumph in the temptations and battles to come. John did not take his ministry to large cities. Instead, he preached in the wilderness, as this is where God called him to do his ministry. John relied on God's word to draw the people. He preached the truth to whoever would listen. John must have been an engineer. He was goal-driven. He wasn't easily distracted. He put the top priority on the most important things, namely serving the Lord. John's message was simply to repent. As if they did, they could be baptized as a public symbol of their faith in God and a new direction in their lives. So what are the correlations of this story, the life of the church, as presented in the Gospel of Mark and today? One lesson for us is that whatever God has called us to do to share His Word, we need to do it faithfully and He will use us to accomplish His purpose. Perhaps like John, we need to simplify and focus in on the right places of our lives. For us, baptism is a sign of what the Holy Spirit has done in our hearts. The church as a whole, including every believer within it, was baptized with the very same Holy Spirit. All were and still are 
reborn from heaven. They, as we, are all sons and daughters of God. They, as we, are all brothers and sisters of the Son of God. And they, as we, are all brothers and sisters of the Son of Man. All have been and will be chosen to carry out a redemptive mission. A call to serve all. All struggling with Jesus and John in that same wilderness. The memory of Jesus' baptism was more important than any other baptism because his baptism preceded yet included us all. Amen. Amen.